Hello and welcome to We Make Song. This is Anirudh. And this is Siddharth. And we have a guest with us today. Brilliant. He's a lo-fi music producer and we absolutely love his content. So, brilliant. Thank you for like coming here and being on. Yeah, no problem. Us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, I basically want to start out with like a basic question. It's essentially like what inspired you? Like how do you start out? So, so like my I hmm, good question. I guess I would say um like production or just figuring out that you know music making was even an option was back in middle school. So I'm I'm about to turn 21, so oh, it's been long back. it's yeah, so it's been a while. So um my dad just showed me, you know, Dead Mouse, like all those weird electronic ah. artists when I was younger and he was just telling me that these guys make music with just computer and creativity and you know, I could do the same thing basically and it kind of just was manifested there and just been messing around ever since, but didn't really start taking it like seriously until probably like five, six years ago. And then now we're here. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And um, do you think that like um, Dead Mouse is like still an inspiration nowadays? Cause like, you know, he's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely say, I mean, with the music I make nowadays, hmm. like obvi- obviously our styles are very different given that he's, <laughs> He's in the more electronic, yeah, yeah, um, like high energy scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was like him and Cascade or two really big DJs that I listened to when I first like discovered music when I was younger. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll, those two guys will always be inspirations for sure. Maybe not directly for what I'm making um, with like my sound, but just as a creative and you know as producers for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great news. So, um, so uh, we noticed that your music is popular among lo-fi YouTube channels and, um, you know, those uh, chill, chill cow kind of YouTube channels where they're streaming lo-fi music 24-7. So uh, do you have, like, a contract with them or are your music, like, uh, open source? Is it copyright-free or something? Yeah, so, I mean, recently Chilled Cow uh, announced to the artists on the roster that the music is copyright free. So if people want to use my music, I mean, people always message me and I always tell them like, go for it. Just make sure to credit. Like, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me, honestly, if it's monetized or not. But um, no, I mean, I'm not on exclusive contract with Chilled Cow. It's just, you know, it's based off of like projects you release with them. Um, so it's like not exclusive, which is kind of nice. But yeah, no, yeah, copyright free. Definitely now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. But, the, but the other stuff I release that's not under them um, is not. But everything I've dropped is basically with Chilled Cow. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, like, um, on, like, producing level, like, how do you think that the whole music scenario, to, like, especially, like, lo-fi has, like, changed over the years? Like, it's become more pro- popular, right? So... Yeah, it's definitely become a lot more mainstream, I would say. Um, and it's like, that's not terrible. Like in, in a way, like getting more eyes on the genre is good just for popularity's sake and just getting recognition. But in other ways too, it's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people within the genre too. And sometimes it can lead to oversaturation. You know, there's a lot of lo-fi artists out there. Hmm. Um, but no, it, I think it's good. I mean, it's good for the genre. Like, you know, publicity is good regardless of bad or good you know um and you know lo-fi used to be like that 2016 2014 
lo-fi stuff on SoundCloud, you know, it was all very sample heavy. And obviously it originates from Dilla and those really OG producers back in the hip hop days, in like the nineties. Mm, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's neat to see where it started or at least where the origin of like low fidelity music started and then where it's at now, because I mean, the music I make is, <laughs> it's not really lo-fi. It's more like ambient, like cinematic beats, you know, it's like, but it's still under the, the big umbrella of lo-fi. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. It's kind of like a follow-up question to that. Do you think that like lo-fi music will like prevail? Cause like, um, this is kind of like a dumb question too. Cause, um, it's never dumb, never, never any dumb questions. <laughs> I know. It's just that like, um, you know, when you are like a, stu- a student, like a lot of people like ask you to like focus on like lo-fi music and like, do you think that like that actually makes a difference? Cause I actually use it every single day. So, um, well, I mean, so for me, like coming from the production standpoint and just being an artist that just makes music and makes, I guess, chill beats like lo-fi music. It's I, I personally, like I'm also a student now as well. So I'm, I'm going to be a senior in university this coming year. And I, yeah, studying, you know, I, I can't do music when I study, like regardless if it has words or not, because even if I'm doing like playing study music, I am listening to the study music, like trying to think about what they were doing. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's hard for me. It's hard for me as an artist to passively listen um, to music like that. I mean, that's just me. I know, I know my friends, they can like watch a full on movie and have a party going around them and they can still study if they wanted to. But um, I definitely say the, the simplicity and you know i think a big thing about it too is that since there's no lyrics it doesn't get in the way of your thoughts like if you're trying to study or read a book um you know having a pop song going in the background can sometimes <laughs> get in the way because you have someone singing to you while you're trying to read and it can just so many words coming at you at the same time so i mean i've had a lot of friends that tell me that they always listen to my music when they study or just like chill beats you know Mm. and at at my school in the big like student building they play chill beats where people study so it's kind of caught on as just uh the the norm you know like in a study environment they just put on just mellow beats it it seems to work i mean if it's this popular from if it's this popular now and it's been promoted under that kind of guise as study music i mean it's got to work you know yeah, that is true, because it's literally mass opinion right now, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, this is like one of the technical questions, like, um, what software cool. do you use? Like, I use Ableton. Yeah, I kind of assume that. And like, um, I don't know exactly how like Ableton works, but um, do you have like, you know, pre-recorded sounds that you use, or like, do you actually use like instruments to like make music? Okay, that um so yes i mean all my instruments are digital so i mean when i so like i don't play guitar but you know whenever i have guitar in my music it's always outsourced from friends so whenever there's guitar in my music it's always it's always real um but everything else like the pianos and all the synthesizers are all you know within my computer and you know i have some analog equipment as well that i use occasionally to Hmm. get some sounds but yeah no i'm really so like lo-fi was really built on sampling originally but, okay. you know, and nowadays with sampling, you know, there's royalties, there's there's legal stuff, you know, a lot of labels like Chilled Cow, for instance, or College Music or, you know, whoever you're you're going with, usually they they don't want samples because they don't want to, have to deal with paying royalties to the original sample holder. You know, you don't want to go to court <laughs> for yeah. 
using a sample and not getting it cleared. So for me, like I've just just ingrained myself to just not use samples. Like even Splice, like there's a subscription service that people use called Splice that I I used to use like years ago, okay. which was a good way to just like explore sounds. But ever since I've just forced myself to make as much of my stuff just completely from scratch. You know, like sometimes like you know like, like my kick drum or like some percussion maybe from like some stock sounds that I edit, but all like the melodic sounds that I make um, are all like self-made, self like self-synthesized stuff through synths or just reprocessing. Um, yeah, okay. but yeah, I use P. I use like a MIDI controller. Like yeah. that's like my yeah. main way. Yeah. Okay, so that kind of works. And uh, Ani, you you want to ask? Yeah. Um, do uh, Do you have any advice to a young artist starting out? Like, a do you have Do you recommend any special specific platform like soundcloud or youtube for a beginner um well for me like how i kind of got noticed i mean so when i first came into production i was making dubstep trap like edm and i, I still do like on my own time i don't release it under my brilliant name just because <laughs> like my brilliant stuff isn't really associated with that kind of sound but um, I, I found lo-fi back in the summer of 2016, 2017, just driving around and I didn't really know it was a thing, you know, it was just, it was just chill beats. Like I was big into EDM, which is basically instrumentals that are just more energetic and, you know, lo-fi is more just chill instrumentals, which I, I liked. So I decided to make like a five track EP and I put it on SoundCloud originally, just kind of as a joke, you know, just like my first attempt at just making beats like this and then college music the uk label they just dm me out of the blue and they wanted to make it an official release and then from there chilled cow noticed me from there and it kind of just dominoed so i mean i would recommend spotify i mean i mean spotify soundcloud because it's just obviously you can anyone can upload you never know who you'll who you'll hit on there you know someone could just be surfing through and they might find your stuff um there's really no like best way or like recommended way nowadays because there's so many different outlets you know like tiktok like you could have a song that no one knows and then somehow someone on tiktok just blows it up and then you're world famous within like a week um so there's there's so many different methods it's just just doing what you think is right you know and at the end of the day it's it's all it all matters about the music you know if you're happy with what you're making you can promote it basically any other way if it's good music people will like it you know but soundcloud is definitely my recommended start i mean that's where I started. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, now, I, again, I have some questions about the finances. Uh, you don't have to reveal anything, um, but can you like give an estimated amount or something like that? Um, so uh, of, uh, of what? Uh, yeah. So like uh, you're there on uh, say YouTube and uh, Spotify and also how is the royalties in each platform? Like I won't, I won't give specific numbers, and I don't really usually talk yeah. about that. But I'll say so. Apple does pay more than Spotify, um, percentage-wise. Yep. So, um, yeah, like the numbers. Like I have more streams on Spotify, but I, but Apple pays more. Like my current stats, I think I have like a hundred and like forty, hundred fifty million on Spotify, and like forty million on Apple. I think right now or something like that. But. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think that they could be paying artists a lot more, especially since not everyone gets playlisted. You know, like nowadays, that's kind of the 
the main route unless you have just a really dedicated large fan base. It's the it's the playlist mentality that's kind of been promoted, you know. And I I feel like another thing too is like within the lo-fi genre, it's very playlist heavy. It's it's oriented around playlists for studying, and you know, people are just doing other things and they're not really paying attention to what they're listening to. It's just going, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think for lo-fi, it's 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 been good, but it's also been bad because people will just release an absurd amount of music, not exactly to just release music they're happy with or to like follow their their heart with where they want to drop music, but more so to just hit the hit the slot machine, you know, hoping they'll get a playlist versus just putting out like for me, like I like to keep my releases very limited. I feel like if you have too much music out, you know, it just takes away like it makes if you have too much of something, it doesn't feel valuable. You know, if you have so much of it, like it doesn't feel like it's rare or in demand. So I've been trying to kind of build around that whole playlist mentality and trying to like gauge my releases. But but also like with the finances too, it's like since I don't drop a ton of music all the time, it, it matters that every release I drop needs to do well. So it can be tricky, but it's an interesting music environment nowadays given that it's very digital and music you know 20 30 years ago was very live and you know there weren't any streaming services and you had to go to a concert or a live event to in order to see the artists that you were that you were in love with you know so it's neat it's a it's an interesting interesting change in the world you know i'm excited to see where it'll go in the next like 10 years um okay okay uh so i have a question about AI music. Uh, so, do you think AI is a potential competition in lo-fi space? Um, hmm. I mean, I don't really know enough about that to have like any thoughts on it. I mean, I know like from a so I do like mastering, like music mastering, and I know like from like an engineer standpoint, there's like AI mastering. Um, I haven't really heard about like AI making. I know like there's AI that's like made music before, and like I've seen like videos of it, but. I never heard I never heard of AI lo-fi. I mean, you never know. I mean, computers are getting so advanced that, you know, maybe you never know, but uh yeah, possibly. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It's interesting. So Yeah, I I know that for like the engineers, like AI mastering is a big thing because people just like drop their files on the internet and then a computer just does it for them versus a person. That's so that that's the only real AI I've known about within music recently, but yeah, who knows? Hmm. Okay, so like, uh, based on how long you like, uh, how long it takes you from like one release to another, like, um, how long does it like actually take for you to like, you know, make a song? It, I think it, it really depends. You know, for me, it's for if an idea really flows and I'm just in a really good headspace. It's it's also very circumstantial. You know, everything needs to be kind of just right. In order for me to do it quickly, I feel like at least recently I've been taking a lot more time on my releases and just like the process of making my music. I I definitely would say like I I used to just work on one track at a time. It'd probably take like a week to do a track, but now I'm taking like three, four weeks per track and I'm working on like four to five at the same time just so that I can just hop in between. So, you know, my ears can, they won't get stale you know if you listen to the same thing over and over again for a very long time you kind of it doesn't sound as good as it you know it first did so i've been kind of like altering my my process a little bit and just working on a bunch of ideas over a longer time which has been nice i've i've made some of my best music in the past like basically half a year like this next album that i'm releasing is going to be 
like a thousand times better than anything I've dropped in the past. Um, so like right now, yeah, right now I'm sitting on like 20 tracks, like 25, probably more. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, it, it really depends. You know, I've had, I've had days where I've been able to finish a track, like at least an idea within like two days. And that's like, if I get really good ideas, everything just fits perfectly when it happens. You know, there are some days where I'm just not feeling it as much and I'll sit down. It, it doesn't come as easily and it maybe takes me a little bit longer. So yeah, I guess it's, it just really depends, you know, on my headspace and what I'm making. Okay. So, um, is there like a specific source for like, you know, uh, a song or like, you know, how do you get that idea? Is it like based off of something that happens in like your daily life or like, you know? Hmm. Um, I, I guess I would say like my guide currently for what I make is just the, like, I kind of created this like kind of quote unquote, like brand. I kind of go under like the nocturnal nostalgia kind of like motto, like nighttime nostalgic kind of just like nighttime. Like my, my name is kind of associated under that time of day, I guess. So whenever I make music, I always try to make sure it's mellow and it kind of fits within, like if I were, if it was nighttime right now, would this be something I could pop on and it would just fit, you know? So that's kind of like my always inspiration currently. I mean, it's honestly just if I'm just fiddling around on my, on my piano and I just find an idea that sticks and I like, then I'm like, you know what? I'll go with this. Um, but yeah, no, nothing really like nothing really in my day to day inspires my music. But if I'm feeling really creative, I mean, usually I make ideas that I like more. Um, but yeah, like I said, it just kind of kind of depends, you know. Okay. So, um, can you talk about a little bit about your upcoming album? Uh, like, will it be out in, say, the next six months or something? Yeah, so I am thinking about releasing it, I, I think, like, mid-October. Um, it's going to be, so yeah, not with Lo-Fi Girl or any label. It's going to be with Apple Music's publisher, um, Platoon. It, it will be available on all services, so it's not just going to be Apple Music. But yeah, it's going to be basically just my sound um, without any shackles. You know, a lot of labels kind of have a sonic kind of guideline for what they want to release. So they kind of, you know, you submit to them and they kind of give you input. So for these songs, it's just been like free, just very freeing. Like these are the things like I wanted to make that still fit within my sound currently. A lot more advanced, I would say. Like my mixing and my mastering process has gotten like tenfold better. So I'm I'm excited, yeah. And it's I have like a manager for this project as well, like specifically just to manage the releases. A lot of collabs, a lot more singles, like just me. Um, have a really advanced marketing campaign. I'm gonna getting like a stop motion animation done for it too. So a, a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to like trying to make sure it does really really well. So. We'll see. I'm pretty excited. I, this is this has been like my project for the last like four months. Just been working on it. Yeah, yeah. All the best for that, bro. Thank so, you. All the best. Okay, and like uh, this is another random question. Do you think that like um, I've kind of seen these like job listings on like Fiverr and like platforms like that? And uh, do you think that they will be like you know they say that like they'll be able to like produce a clip within like uh, a day or so and it'll be up to your standards do you think that like they actually try or it's like mainly like copy music or something like that 
like asking someone to make a like a like a yeah. track or yeah. yeah um i mean i don't i don't really know i have very little experience on fiverr so i i wouldn't really i wouldn't really know i mean i'm assuming like at least for me like someone told me recently that i should put my mastering services on fiverr and i mean i know that i do a good job like i'm trained as like in mastering by my by my mentor so i'm like when i when i do mastering like <laughs> i do it very well but you know, there's probably people on Fiverr that <laughs> that probably kind of bullshit people or not. You know, like there's probably like different. You know, like yeah. some people yeah. might make you a, some people might make you a banger. Some people might just make you something that's average. Probably depends from producer to producer. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I have so little experience on that on that platform. I wouldn't really know. But I've heard there's like there's like YouTube videos where people will request services and like review them and just like see how good it is like someone would be like all right today i'm gonna pay 15 bucks for a dubstep track and let's see how it sounds hmm. and obviously like the more you pay usually the better the quality hmm. um so yeah i mean i guess it also just depends yeah okay i mean but for lo-fi I, I don't know yeah i've never i've never really asked someone to make anything on theirs because i have i have no really need for it you know hmm. okay okay cool on that note like would you actually like uh do something if like someone actually commission you to like you know as like for example this sounds like really specific right now um for example like the background music for like a podcast or something like that yeah i mean right now i'm just so busy like i've been telling people that want to collab and stuff like that just in general like right now my my main focus is this album and then once i'm done with this my my time is free like i have a lot more time to work but for me with making projects you know i'm very ocd and like detail oriented and has to be almost perfect you know i so i feel like if i were to make someone something i would need just like a, I, I would need some time just some free time in order to do that like well you know i don't want to half-ass someone like whatever i make is going to represent my brand and my name and it has to be high quality um but yeah i don't see why not just at least like at this very moment i'm just busy enough where I don't want to take up any new projects, but definitely in the future, I don't see why not. Yeah. So, uh, other than lo-fi, uh, what kind of music do you listen to? A lot. I mean, classical, dubstep, trap, hip hop, alternative, pop, like honestly, everything for me, like since I come from the, like the engineering, like production background, the more technical background, um, I like music just if it's like, if it's just made well, like regardless of a genre, if it's mixed and mastered well, and it just sounds really clean and just very nice, you know, for me, I really appreciate that. Um, but you know, like everyone has their own tastes, you know, like I'm assuming you guys have your own specific genres and your own things that you look for in music that makes it good to you guys. Hmm. Um, I, I would say like my go-tos right now, are like just like chill alternative like men i trust are really good they're, they're just really so i like my whole thing is concise is nice i like music that's simple and that's built well and is catchy you know i feel like the best music is the stuff that you can follow the stuff that gets stuck in your head and there's not too much going on i, I feel it's like with food you know like if you're given a sandwich with like five ingredients but each ingredient like they mesh perfectly versus a sandwich with like 15 ingredients that you know they work together but they don't work great you know i feel like you know simple goes a very long way for me so that's kind of been what kind of gravitates me towards certain genres like that you know so like i don't really listen to a ton of lo-fi on my own like i listen to you know here and there depending on my mood 
Okay. It, it's all very mood based. You know, if I'm really energetic, I'll put on some some dubstep, some festival music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it really depends. Okay, on that yeah. note, like, um, okay, not on that note. I should stop using that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you like do a lot of collabs with other people? And like, if so, like, on what genre? Like, is it like normally with like lo-fi people, or like, would you actually like do the background music for like an actual vocal mu- vocal music video, whatever? I mean, yeah, like, so I've done hip hop beats before. I haven't actually like sold them yet, so like a lot of them are just on my computer. But the, that the reason being is just I haven't found an artist that I, you know, wanted to work with yet. I, you know, for me, I'm very particular, hmm. not in the sense like I want to be like an asshole, but more yeah. so in the sense like, you know, I want to make sure that who I'm working with, um, that their sound works well with what I'm making. You know, I don't want to force anything that doesn't work. But yeah, like right now, actually, too, I'm working on a vocal project that I'll probably I got started probably like a week ago. But I'll probably be dropping that from in a year from this spring. So thinking like, yeah, next spring. Um, and I'm going to try to pitch it to Atlantic Records because I have some connects with them. Oh, and I'm just trying to make a more like pop, like a more like poppy, electronic chill project that's, you know, still my ambient, you know, lush stuff, but just more advanced. I, I feel like. You know, lo-fi, you can you can do it for for some time, but you know, it it gets to a point where it can kind of get stale. You know, I kind of, as an artist, and you know, as my skills improve, you know, I'm gonna want to take my sound elsewhere and just advance it. You know, and up- upgrade it. You know, I'll still dabble within my old sound as well here and there, but you know, there's got to be a, a you know a future path that can that allows me to grow. I feel like if I stay within this same sound i won't really evolve at all mm-hmm. so yeah i'm actually going to start doing some more stuff like that you know i have a bunch of beats that i'm going to be sending around soon and just trying to get some rappers on them or other vocalists but okay. yeah i guess yeah. i guess we'll see oh, That's great. That's great. so um do you have any questions for us um sure i mean do you guys make music on your own time or like what do you guys do like what kind of genres do you guys listen to yeah, tell me, tell me more about you guys. I'm kind of curious. Okay. So, um, in my case, like, I actually have, I actually have, like, tried my hand in, like, making music. It didn't work out. So, kind of left that there. And it was actually, like, um, kind of into, like, the East Asian music genre thing. You know, K-pop, J-pop thing. Yeah. The, but, like, with just the background music thing. I didn't want any vocals. So, yeah. I kind of work with like lo-fi and like EDM and stuff like that for some reason. And when I'm really sad vocals, it just works like that. Yeah. And that's kind of that. And uh, yeah, and we have actually been like trying to get like a bit of background music on the show. And I am trying to work on that. So that's it. Nice. That sounds cool. Uh, for me, I usually listen to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're good. Nirvana, like those kind of people. Yeah. And um, when I'm working on something or studying or like focusing, uh, that, that's when I listen to Lo-Fi. So I, I don't know a lot of artists' name, but uh, but one day I kind of liked your music and then uh, looked you up. That, that's So I started, uh, like, you know, that's how I got introduced to you. Sweet. Uh, and yeah, and I also like this artist. Uh, I I don't I don't know his name. His or her name is like uh, 
they have this album where one dude is playing guitar um, outside a house. So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. yeah, that's, well, nice, yeah. Yeah, but like um, on that note, would you think that there's actually like any competition between like lo-fi music producers? Because like the market's actually pretty wide right now, and there's a lot of people participating. Um, I mean, yeah, like there's always competition, but you know, there's like cutthroat competition where you know everyone's kind of like out for each other. But there's also like I think within lo-fi, it's more so just like a teamwork-oriented thing. You know, no one's really fighting for placements uh, you know i think uh at least the artists that i'm close with like we all just work together you know mm-hmm. it's the lo-fi it's we're kind of in this space right now where it's growing in a way that we're not really sure what it'll bring in the future so just got to capitalize on it for me i'm just i'm big on collabs because it helps with exposure and helps with your network and just building a creative base you know yeah but you know, like I would definitely say like hip hop, for instance, it, it tends to be a little more aggressive. Like it's a it, like major labels. Like when you're dealing with that much money, you know, money gets to your head. Like people do things differently when there's big paychecks involved. But mm-hmm. the lo-fi community, it's just it's more just guys in their room just messing around, making mellow music and, and the money comes with it. But it's not the focus. You know, it's more just for the music and just for the hell of it. Um, obviously there's people like us within other genres as well that, you know, are just there, you know, they just enjoy the music, but I mean, there's always competition, but it's not really like outspoken. It's more just, you know, everyone's competing at the end of the day, but that's not the focus of it. You know, it's not really at the forefront at all. No one really thinks about that at all. I I would say, um, it's more just like a teamwork, you know, we're all in this genre together kind of, and you know, you know, (laughs) regardless of what you're doing what the other person's doing, you know, if they're dropping an album and you're dropping an album, it's good for the genre. It's good, you know, to get ears on the genre, get some exposure. Um, you know, there, there'll always be competition, you know, wherever you go, but it's just, it's just the people that let it be the focus or the, you know, they let it be a driving factor, but they don't let it consume them. Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, that's my two cents on that. Okay. So, um, so, so, for someone who's starting out with lo-fi music production, uh, how do you, what, what kind of strategies do you recommend for them to promote their own content? Um, for me, a big thing was just creating a, like a visual brand. You know, um, if you can make a sound, like if you can have a sound that represents you and that's, that's consistent, but still allows you to have variation, like at least for me, I've kind of developed my sound kind of quickly and people can tell what's mine and what's not. And, I was like, you know what? A lot of people in the lo-fi scene, they kind of just post their face. Like it's a lot of it is just them, you know, like they're the focus and their music kind of comes with it. Mm-hmm. And recently I kind of decided like, you know what? I'm I'm not going to show my face anymore. Like I'm going to try to remain anonymous. Yeah, just try great. to be be like an entity, you nice. know? I want I want I want Brilliant to kind of just be an, uh, an entity within the scene that makes good music that, you know, I don't want people to really care about who's behind it, you know? You know, there always there will always be someone out there that'll judge you regardless, you know, like if, if, you know, someone will look at you and they'll judge you just, you know, subconsciously. So I feel like for me, just separating myself from my music is pretty useful. Um, but you know, anyone can, you know, show your face. Like there's no right or wrong for that. For me, that's what I decided. I like the mystery of it a little bit. Um, and just having a visual kind of theme, something consistent, you know, for me, I, I recently kind of rebranded, to have like these glowing orbs and you know the nighttime and i've always had the, the crescent moon has kind of been 
a symbol that I've used very frequently. Mm. And now I'm trying to evolve from the moon and kind of go more towards these like firefly looking things, but they're not, you know, I, I, it's, it's cool. I think having a visual identity is pretty powerful. If you can sell a good visual identity that looks clean and crisp and smooth and it, and it fits what, and it fits your sound, it, it only makes the music have more quality. You know, I, I would assume you guys would agree that albums that have really good artwork or really good marketing and really good just other elements to it, it usually it, it gives the music more value. Like, although the music doesn't sound any different, they didn't change anything with the music or the quality. It just makes the music feel more whole. So yeah. for me, it's just like, you know, take time and putting effort into the artwork and making sure you have an idea of what, where you want to go sonically and visually and how you want to represent yourself. That, that for me, that's really big. Um, yeah, there's obviously, you know, it varies from artist to artist, but that's kind of how I've been doing it. And it seems to be working for me. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, we can like wrap up and, uh, yeah. So thank you Berlin, for like coming on the show with us and, uh, we really love your music and yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's about it. So yeah. Awesome. Oh, oh, oh.